Hey everyone, this is Judy Minnick and I'm part of IDEA's publications and content team. Welcome back to a new episode of IDEA's Listen and Learn CEC podcast, the fitness industry's first and only audible CEC program. We have something really special for you today, an interesting and meaningful feature that was first published in our July-August 2021 fitness journal. It's entitled, Cell Mental Health and Wellness, Not Exercise and it was carefully researched and written by our award-winning colleague, Shirley Archer Eichenberger. Here's a quick overview. A global mental health crisis looms and exercise is a proven strategy to improve mood and alleviate depression and anxiety. This article addresses how fit pros can promote and adapt what they have to offer to provide the needed boost. But before we get started, here's a quick reminder of how this works. This episode contains information that has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 approval agencies, including ACE, NASM, AFA, ACSM, and NFPT. In order to claim your CEC, you'll need to pass a short quiz, which is available for purchase in the IDEA store. Look for the link to the quiz in the show notes. And to thank you for listening, at the end of the episode, I'll provide you with a coupon code to get 20% off the quiz. Of course, IdeaFit Plus members can access this and all CEC quizzes and courses free of charge. Now, research shows that physical activity increases comprehension, so we encourage you to move while you listen and learn. This information is the perfect companion if you're out for a walk, working out, or even cleaning the house. There's so much to learn here, and we've divided the content into seven sections for you to explore. Let's get started. Cell mental health and wellness, not exercise. People are hurting right now in more ways than one. The pandemic engendered intense bereavement, economic insecurity, fear of illness and death, social isolation, forced work from home, homeschooling, heightened domestic conflict, and disruption of daily routines. Simple joys in recreational activities, like going to movies or sporting events, gathering with friends and traveling, all have become more complex. As the world now puts one tentative foot in front of the other, it's critical that we address mental and emotional wellness. The pandemic significantly disrupted the fitness industry requiring professionals in every segment and role to reevaluate their services and products. This challenge is an opportunity. Historically in the fitness business, we made what we look like the definition of success, says Petra Kolber, author, speaker, DJ, and digital nomad. She says, when we realize that our body is not the end game, but rather a very precious vehicle that is going to carry us all into a life of our dreams and help us fulfill our purpose, then we can move into a more uplifting and sustainable conversation around movement and well-being. Experts in training, branding, marketing, and mental health share how fitness professionals can succeed in today's market and play a meaningful role in addressing the mental health pandemic. Section 1, A Line of Defense More and more people are seeking relief from chronic stress, anxiety, and depression, even if it doesn't rise to clinical levels. While older adults have borne the greatest physical health risks from the pandemic, younger adults and women in particular have suffered higher mental health risks. 
according to research in The Lancet. The American Psychological Association's Stress in America poll revealed that parents, essential workers, and people from community of color were all more likely to report mental and physical health consequences, and that Gen Z adults, ages 18 to 24, were the most likely to report a worsening of their mental health compared with pre-pandemic times. Fitness professionals possess important skills and knowledge to address this crisis, but promoting physical training while also uplifting minds and spirits requires clear understanding and intention. Across the spectrum, from business owners to trainers, FitPros can promote exercise not only for its pension to improve physical health, but also for its powerful ability to serve the entire person, to provide mental health benefits without any of the side effects of pharmaceutical treatments. So why isn't everyone turning to exercise first? Does the public know just how much value FitPros deliver? Let's take a deep dive into fitness marketing and ask ourselves two important questions. One, are we meeting this moment with messaging and services that address the foremost concerns of prospective clients in a post-pandemic world? And two, are we having conversations with people that support their most urgent needs? Section two, defining the mental health pandemic. Before addressing today's mental health crisis, it's important to understand its parameters. Among adults in the U.S. reporting symptoms of anxiety or depression during the period January to June 2021, 11% of the population admitted to experiencing these symptoms, says Michael Mantel, Ph.D., a transformational behavior and leadership coach in San Diego. The CDC reports that, in December 2020, a whopping 42% of U.S. adults reported anxiety or depression. Between January 20th, 2021 and February 1st, 2021, more than two in five adults experienced symptoms of anxiety or depression, and one in four reported needing but not receiving therapy for mental health. Americans are not alone in this crisis. The World Health Organization emphasized that nations must consider mental health along with public health. The COVID-19 pandemic has been a stark reminder of the importance of integrating mental health into the preparedness and response plans for public health emergencies, said Devorah Castell. She's the director of the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse at the World Health Organization. And there's this. A letter published in Psychological Medicine describes PTSD as the second tsunami of the pandemic. The authors raise awareness of the global need to consider policies for preventive treatment of individuals with PTSD, especially frontline workers, patients, caregivers, and family members who may need to cope with trauma and higher suicide risks in upcoming months. While the need for mental health services is surging, the pandemic is also disrupting the ability of mental health care professionals to offer services in 93% of the countries worldwide, according to a 2020 WHO survey. Just as the pandemic spotlighted health care inequities and disparities in access to care, it also revealed chronic underfunding 
and a lack of national and international support for existing mental health programs. According to pre-COVID-19 estimates, nearly $1 trillion in economic productivity is lost annually from depression and anxiety. And study shows that for every $1 spent on evidence-based care for depression and anxiety, the return is $5. The bottom line? Exercise is an evidence-based therapy for both depression and anxiety. Section 3. Physical Activity and Mental Health Benefits Let's start with this. Scientific evidence supports the ability of exercise to alleviate anxiety and depression symptoms, even for those with major depressive disorder. So what are the evidence-based benefits of exercise? Well, while fitness professionals can't guarantee how a client's body will change from consistent training, they can confidently share proven significant mental health benefits. Physical activity has a very, very large body of research to support that it is consistently associated with physical and mental benefits, says Patrick J. O'Connor, Ph.D. He's a professor of kinesiology at the University of Georgia in Athens. And the CDC shares that people can experience the benefits of physical activity regardless of their age, abilities, ethnicities, shape, or size. Regular physical activity offers the following evidence-based mental health benefits. Reduced short-term feelings of anxiety in adults. Improved cognition in children ages 6 through 13. Fewer depression risks for children from age 6 to adults of all ages. Lower anxiety risks. Improved sleep. Better quality of life lower risk of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease, and improved cognition. And again, per the CDC, many mental health benefits occur immediately after one session of moderate to vigorous physical activity. Section four, what is mental wellness? Today's consumer is looking for mental health solutions. The wellness market evolved as consumers wanted to optimize personal health rather than simply not be sick. And consumers are now prioritizing mental health as self-care. The mental wellness economy was estimated at $121 billion globally in 2020 by the Global Wellness Institute. Fitness providers can respond to this market now with targeted messaging to capture strong and growing consumer interest in services and products. We can think about this as a mental wellness gym. This market trend began before the pandemic with companies like COA, which dubs itself Your Gym for Mental Health, and offers online emotional fitness workouts. COA was founded in 2018 in San Francisco and is backed by Kevin Love, a professional basketball player with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Love, who openly discusses his challenges with anxiety and depression, created the Kevin Love Fund with a commitment to normalize the conversation around mental health and to empower people to pursue mental wellness with the same vigor as physical health. In 2019, booksellers noted that for the first time, 
American readers showed more interest in books on mental health than in books about diet and exercise. This is what Liz Harwell, Senior Director of Merchandising for Trade Books at Barnes & Noble, told the Los Angeles Times. She said, Books focus on mental well-being are far outpacing titles addressing exercise and dieting. When it comes to preparing for New Year's resolutions and goals, the data shows that across the Barnes & Noble chain, more people are buying books about mental and emotional well-being as opposed to what were previously the more popular areas of exercise and dieting. During the pandemic, app-based mental health programs surged, with Headspace and others generating record sales. Mind Labs, another app-based mental health program, was founded in 2020. Adnam Ibrahim, co-founder of Mind Labs, told TechCrunch that the company's goal is to make taking care of your mental health as normal as going to the gym. Another athlete, UK footballer Gareth Bale, has backed the London-based company Robots, which features a mental health workout along with physical training. Bale told Samuel Fishwick of the Evening Standard, incorporating mental health objectives is a crucial aspect of modern sports science. And Victor Brick, co-founder and CEO of Planet Fitness Growth Partners and founder of the John W. Brick Mental Health Foundation in Miami, said that people are going to drive this change for mental wellness options. Jessica Maurer of Fit for Mom agrees. She says that all movements are generated from the ground up, the grassroots. We are seeing people choose to move for reasons outside of the scale, such as mental clarity, emotional health, and stress relief. Again, this is not for everyone and all clients, but there is a wave building. Here's a case study that shows how it can all fit together. The YMCA of South Collier in Marco Island, Florida, is a model of how a fitness facility can respond to the wellness needs of a community and be a center for supporting whole person health for the triple win for its members its staff, and the local community. The Marco Y recently launched its new model of community wellness to address current health issues, along with support from medical partner organizations. Since the launch, hundreds of people have been guided through a personalized action plan to overcome the physical and mental effects of living through the pandemic. At the YMCA, Participants can receive various types of medical consultations, including COVID-19 testing to confirm if they've had the virus or may be at risk without knowing it, customized health screening to identify potential health concerns, customized mental health screening to detect signs of anxiety, depression, or substance abuse, and individual health and wellness planning with customized recommendations to help people recover and reconnect with their community. Program leaders hope that the program can be replicated in health facilities throughout the country. For more information, visit www.marcoymca.org. Section 5, Training to Thrive, the Dual Continuum of Mental Wellness and Mental Illness. 
One good way to understand how fitness professionals can assist clients with mental wellness, according to Brick, is with a dual continuum model of mental wellness and mental illness. Historically, mental health has been considered as one continuum, says Brick. On one end, you had well-adjusted qualities, like happiness. Let's say that's a 10. As you move down the scale, minor depression and anxiety cropped up. Further down were clinically diagnosed illnesses like depression, bipolar, and schizophrenia, with suicide at the very end. People moved up and down this continuum based on physiology, pathological condition, and life events. Fitness and wellness professionals have tried to push people up to the happiness end of the spectrum. This horizontal spectrum is pathologic of or related to disease condition and is related to your brain function. But Burke continues explaining that in reality, it's a dual continuum. The vertical axis is salutogenic. That means of or relating to promoting well-being rather than disease. It deals with the holistic approaches in lifestyle programs that can get you from languishing to flourishing. For example, you can be depressive or have serious mental illness, but you can go from languishing to flourishing if you do all the right things. Stop smoking, exercise, have the right friends, get the right job. The dual continuum, which incorporates the medical and the wellness spectrum, is a clinical way of approaching this topic. You can sell it to the medical and wellness communities and the general public. Plus, it shows why we need to get away from talking about just the physical with fitness and start talking about the total body. Fitness instructors have the training, skills, and a powerful tool, safe and effective movement, to boost health and well-being. They just need to let the public know. Michael Mantel says that, when trainers understand the power of their tools in helping people deal with emotional distress, sometimes even more directly than medication or psychiatric treatment, and take the time to learn how to approach and properly communicate with those who are emotionally distressed, a training session will bring far more health than another set of crunches will ever do. Personal trainers are not doing psychotherapy or counseling. They use fitness to boost healthy mood. They can use the tool they have, fitness, to help emotional functioning. All of this involves a shift to a whole person approach. Brick and others believe the entire industry needs to shift. He says that fitness and wellness industries need to realize that they are one and the same and start working together instead of separately. Mauer agrees, if we want clients to see our services as part of their total wellness, we need to answer their pain points, which goes far beyond losing weight. This means less emphasis on calories burned per hour and more on the sweat can make you happy message, she says. Here's more expert advice. Antonio Williams, PhD, is an associate professor at Indiana University in Bloomington and a fitness branding expert. And he concurs saying, for years, the fitness industry has been making promises about what it can't deliver, how a person's body will appear after training. 
Consequently, consumers judge it based on that message. Because the industry is not promoting the feel better message, consumers aren't going to rate it by that. Section six, meet people where they are. Let's hear from Billy Polson, co-founder of the business movement in San Francisco. He says, since this is a time when everything is so different, it's an opportunity to go back and define your clients' needs, specifically their mental and emotional needs, and how you can meet those in a unique and differentiated way. It's so important for your marketing, branding, and connection with your clients that you feel current. Reconnect. Let folks know there are tools they can use to boost their mental and physical health now. Okay, so how do fit pros walk the talk? Olson says it's crucial that fitness professionals address their own mental wellness needs. Our job is to bring the glow back into people's lives, he says. Take care of number one first, then you're at your potential to help others get back. Michael Matthews, CEO and founder of Legion Athletics in Clearwater, Florida, recommends that you demonstrate through your own actions that working out is linked with mental health. Lawrence Biscontini, mindful movement specialist and a virtual fitness host in Puerto Rico, New York, and Greece, adds these words. People need to trust the messenger before they trust the message. Stay grounded and strong in your own fitness convictions of what's important by surrounding yourself by those who emphasize your values and goals. It's also important to address diversity and emphasize inclusivity. The pandemic has heightened awareness around diversity issues while also stimulating perceptual changes about the value of life, health, and happiness. Biscontini emphasizes that if you're still using ladies and gentlemen, you're behind. Consider using inclusive greetings such as guys, gals, and our non-binary pals. Backing up these words, statistics show clear disparities in mental health consequences from the pandemic, particularly for essential workers and people of color, among others. And this isn't new. A 2017 American Psychological Association report showed that people of color and of lower socioeconomic status have significantly less access to stress reduction resources than other groups. This problem is compounded by higher levels of stress from exposure to discrimination, threats to safety and financial security, greater exposure to violence, and barriers to occupational advancement. While tackling issues of systemic inequality and access disparities is a real challenge, every person can commit to a positive change. Williams notes that, historically, recreational facilities were segregated spaces, barring people of color. Today, people pay for segregation in certain spaces, he says. African Americans have been asked to leave certain fitness facilities, or even been assaulted, for example, in condo workout facilities, because someone said they didn't belong there. And even if there aren't overt racial slurs, many microaggressions can occur. 
Why, if I'm looking for respite from anxiety, would I turn to a place that causes anxiety? Williams also offers some great advice on how to create welcoming environments for people of color, pointing to the news for reasons why this is so important. Look at the case of Ahmaud Arbery, who was shot while jogging, he reminds us. Jogging is a de-stressor, but Black people can't simply run outdoors. They may get assaulted. Here are some tips on how to increase inclusivity and decrease barriers. Boost representation. People need to feel they belong. Hire Black, Brown, and Asian instructors and trainers. People gravitate toward role models who look like them. Improve your visual messaging. Use inclusive imagery. Show people of all races and different body types. Avoid patronizing. Inclusivity comes in different forms. It doesn't require a hip-hop dance class. Even within groups, people have a variety of interests. See people as individuals. Expand your product line. If your facility offers shampoo, include products for afro-textured hair. If you have skin-colored products, offer different tints. Go to clients. Offer services where people gather. For example, lead programs at local churches, schools, or community centers. Reach out to respected community leaders to make connections and introductions. These are important considerations, and let's add two powerful questions that every fitness professional should ask. Does what I offer cause anxiety for people I want to include? And how can I create a space of true belonging and safety? Evaluate your messaging, visual, written, spoken, and nonverbal. Is it inviting and welcoming? Does it empower or shame individuals? Viscontini recommends showing over telling when posting on social media. Use a cross-section of age groups, demographics, and ethnicities, he says. In addition to physical training, include meditation, mindfulness, and stress reduction. Ultimately, we will attract more clients when we focus on spreading wellness, joy, and overall well-being because 100% of our population want that. The other physique-based stuff, not so much. Section seven, make a difference. Fitness professionals have an opportunity to bridge the gap for services that boost whole person health and to address the global mental health crisis in a way that only fit pros are uniquely qualified to do. Here are 10 action items for how to get started. One, educate the public. Most consumers separate the physical from the mental, says Farrell Ruska, Director of Education and Culture at Choose Fitness in San Diego. We have work to do in educating our clients about the vast benefits we can be a part of in supporting their holistic selves. Show research, talk about connections, and lean in on the power of physical movement as a means for mental and emotional release. Share stories too, of your own and about clients, not just facts, adds Matthews. 
compelling stories are far more persuasive than encyclopedic information. Two, talk about mental health. San Diego-based Sadie Nardini, founder of CSV Yoga and the Yoga Shred, shares this insight. In the past, mental health was a stigma that a lot of fitness teachers shied away from. Tell people how just a few minutes of concentrated movement a day is shown to shift their mental state toward the positive and the possible. FitPros who partner with mental health professionals can also discuss how physical activity programs fit into a client's overall mental health treatment plan. Three, be compassionate. Have compassion for those struggling against mental illness that they can't just exercise away, adds Nardini. Let them know that they too can find support, more vitality, and a more harmonized, balanced body which only better serves the mind. Four, connect to your clients. Why? Losing weight and body image are often directly connected to relationships, says Reed Carr, CEO of Red Door Interactive in San Diego. People see their outward appearance, how they are seen in the world, as influencing who they attract and how. It becomes a part of their identity. While this feels external to those who want to change other people's perspectives, this shift does have a real impact on their lives and comes from a very human place. If you can connect to their why, then you have a chance to make that shift happen. Making that shift from body composition and weight is difficult because while superficial, they are visual and more easily tracked. Ultimately, it's about getting people to be willing to connect more deeply within their selves, their feelings and emotions to help make that change. Five, dig deep and engage. To connect more deeply with your clients' whys, Billy Polson suggests asking people about a goal they list on their intake form, such as lose the COVID-20 and talking about it. Dig deeper, he says, what does that weight loss mean for their life? Get specific. Are they looking for more connection? Relate to that reason. Ask, how can I make your life better? Be understanding of the journey they're on. Petra Kolber adds an interesting perspective. For many years, I thought to be a fitness expert, I should know everything. But it's not our job to know everything, she says. Our job is to share what we know. When we ask open-ended questions that allow us to get to know the values, hopes, and dreams of our clients and combine our skill set with their inner wisdom, we can create a different conversation around the fitness journey. Six, track mood. Encourage clients to track their moods, says Fruska. What gets recorded tends to get repeated, Help clients connect better moods with their workout days. Use a notes app, calendar, or app like moodtracker.com, MyTherapy, Real Life Change, or Dailyo to observe consistent moods and connect changes with behaviors and events. Seven, dispel fitness fears. Create a warm, kind atmosphere, says Mark Fisher, founder of Mark Fisher Fitness and Business for Unicorns in New York City. 
Fisher welcomes prospective clients with this message. We help people who hate gyms find a fitness home they actually love. Fisher highlights an enjoyable, unintimidating fitness experience where people feel welcome, not awkward or foolish, particularly if feeling welcome has not been their experience. Victor Brick recommends directly addressing a new member's five fears, physique anxiety, not knowing anyone, feeling like a klutz, feeling stupid, not knowing what to do and not wanting to ask, and the hard sell. Holson notes that people are also fearful for their safety. If you're using masks, physical distancing, and controlling check-ins with temperature readings, let people know. Post pictures on your homepage of people wearing masks. Show people interacting in joyful connectivity. Post testimonials sharing mental health benefits such as, I sleep better, my focus is back, and I feel better. Provide social proof and reassure people. 8. Link programs with benefits and current roadblocks. Nardini offers 10-minute stress rescue yoga and a 15-minute anxiety release hit workout. Jessica Maurer suggests using marketing messages like, Skip the second cup of coffee and energize in our early morning classes. Or, need to unwind after a long day? Try our evening classes for better sleep. 9. Address the fatigue barrier. Stress, anxiety, and depression can make people feel tired. Let people know that movement can help. A top reason for not exercising is feeling tired. Paradoxically, Low to moderate physical activity makes most people feel energized, not fatigued, says Patrick O'Connor. 10. Offer shorter workouts. People are looking for less is more, shorter, compact micro-workouts that give big results in less time, says Nardini. Make your paid classes under 30 minutes. Also offer one to five minute value-based videos on social media to help people, and better familiarize them with your style. As you start to implement these ideas, remember that your contribution can literally be the difference between life and death. Physical activity is internationally recognized by research institutions, government, and public policy officials as critical to health and well-being. If the industry could reimagine itself to serve the need for inclusive health promotion, the future is indeed bright, for the leaders who affect people's lives, for an industry engaged in healthful life transformation, and for public health. In other words, we've got this. This concludes the education in this episode of the IDEA Listen and Learn CEC podcast. Kudos to Shirley Archer Eichenberger for her amazing work. You'll find all the references and a list of additional resources at ideafit.com. Please know how happy I am that you joined me for this episode. I appreciate your attention and your dedication to being the best professional you can be. Quick reminder that this education has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 certification agencies. In order to claim the CEC, you'll need to pass a short quiz, which is available for purchase in the Idea Store. The link is in the show notes. Use coupon code J-A-I-F-I.
J21 to get 20% off the CEC quiz. And remember that it's completely free for IdeaFit Plus members. Stay tuned. We have more exciting content that has been approved for CECs coming your way soon.